scan that QR code on the screen right there. If you're curious if it works, you won't hurt my feelings if you pull out your cameras now. We have some exciting things happening here at Anastasia, and one of them um, falls deeply into our core value that serving is our privilege. Each year we have had our Say Yes Weekends, and it is happening July 23rd and July 30th. If you've never been a part of it before, we will have an opportunity for you to get to talk to every ministry that happens here on this campus and out in our community. You can stop by the atrium, find out what they're um, up to, what they're doing, and also we'd love for you to get connected and get involved. Find where you can fit in and be a part of the body of Christ through that weekend. So July 23rd and July 30th will be our Say Yes Weekends. I hope you'll be a part of that. We will also be doing a prayer walk around our new building on August 6th. We have been praying over these new buildings and how God is going to use them. And now we're going to get to step foot and be a part and see what all is going on there. So hopefully you will join us August 6th and be a part of that very special prayer walk that is happening. We would also love for you to follow us on social media. We have Facebook and Instagram accounts. We keep posting what's going on, inspiration throughout your week. So if you do not already follow us on social media, you can go ahead and do that. And one thing that I love about social media is the memories on Facebook. I don't know if y'all look at those ever. But my memory from six years ago today was watching my oldest son be baptized at the beach. And we have an opportunity coming up on August 13th for another beach baptism. It's such an incredible experience to be in the ocean and see people you love making their faith public. And so if you have not yet taken that next step of faith, I want to encourage you to talk to one of our counselors. We would love for you to be baptized at the beach on August 13th. And for our church family, I would encourage you, if you've never been to one, come. It's an incredible opportunity to see how God is working in our church family. As we transition now into a time of giving, I have a couple of exciting things to tell you about where um, God is leading our church. First of all, our youth are heading out to camp for a week immediately after the services today. We have over 50 youth and volunteers heading to North Carolina, and I know God is going to touch them in an incredible way. And coinciding with that, we should be getting the third floor of our ministry building concrete poured this week, which happens to be where the youth will be meeting once we move in. So isn't that cool how God has timed for the youth to be pouring and be poured into, and also the concrete being poured in on the third floor the same week? And we could not do that without your generosity. Thank you so much for how you have supported this faith campaign to this point. There are a few ways if you want to partner with us today that you can give. There are offering boxes throughout the church. You can scan that QR code and give. Or 
Help us hear you this morning. Lord Jesus, to all those in the hearing your word this morning, let your truth go forth to cast out your net for souls, for saints, and the sanctified. To place all these this morning in your care, of which we will leave the result. Our plea is that you will bless and prosper all your word this morning fully, that your word will not return void, that it will accomplish all that you have designed it for, to your pleasure and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. amen. Can I get an amen? amen? I want to check to see if you all are with me today. Now this is a little cramped quarters for me because I've been working out at cells and I'm on the expansion I've had the pleasure of working out with Walter and David and Sam, so I don't know which way to turn, and this has got me cornered, but today I would like you to please open your Bibles, your apps, whatever you use to search the scriptures, and we'll be in Acts 1, 8 first, we'll be in Matthew 28, 18 through 27. Would you stand, if you can, for the reading of God's Word right now, please? Now, just to prepare you, if you're a note-taker or a fill-in-the-blanks type person, sharpen your pen, pencils and break out your pens. Uh, we'll fill in some blanks that you might have in your bulletins this morning. So, Lord, please bless the reading of your Word now and the hearing of your Word. In Acts 1-8, oh, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Now Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. May the Lord bless the reading of the word. You may be seated. Now, if you didn't get the fill in the blanks, here we go. Starting in Acts 1-8, the first blank would be filled in with you. The second blank, you. The third blank, you. And the third blank, witnesses. In Matthew 28, 18 through 20, the first blank will be go. The second blank will be make disciples. The third will be you. And the fourth blank will be you. Once legendary coach Vince Lombardi and his Green Bay Packers lost a, green, uh, lost a football game which they should have won easily. However, it was sloppy play and foolish mistakes that led to their unanticipated defeat. The next day at practice, Lombardi gathered his team together. He reached into his bag and he pulled out the football. And he said, this gentleman is a football. 
It was with his unshakable character and his tone that Lombardi declared that it was time, time to get back to basics. The basics of our faith of being disciples of Christ and witnesses for Christ. I thought about throwing a bomb here, but I'm not going to do it. My arm's not that good shape. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Bible, the Word of God. Can you say word? word? Can you say word? Word. It's time to get back to basics, ladies and gentlemen. Not just a concept and theory, not just principle and precept, but in practical application, in a spirit-filled, spirit-led logos life in Christ. In the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld Him, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That Word, Word is capitalized. That Word, Word in Greek is Logos. The word Logos defined is God incarnate, God in the flesh. Jesus is the living word. Thank you. Back to basics. As Christ was about to leave his team and ascend back into heaven, he left them and us this morning with a challenge, a charge, a commission. To be his witnesses, not only in the comfort of our own homes, not just in your familiar networks and circles, not only within the safety of our local community, certainly not in our cozy comfort zones, but even to the very end of the earth. Jesus said, what you'll get is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be able to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all over Judea and Samaria, and even to the end of the world. Wow! Quite a challenge, would you say? Yes? No? Maybe? It's either amen or meal money. God's Word will consider the call to evangelism in two parts. The first part is to be witnesses in the power of the Holy Spirit. The second part is to make disciples in and of the gospel itself. Disciples of Christ himself, disciples of his gospel, as in the Logos living Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld him, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I want to touch on 
the how of evangelism, the who of evangelism, the what of evangelism, the when of evangelism, the why of evangelism, the where of evangelism. The scene was intense on the mountain in Galilee. After the first resurrection Sunday, the resurrected Messiah, Jesus the Christ, is in the resurrected body. The one and only living Lord of Lords, the true Savior of the world, the King of Kings, Jesus Christ, he charged, challenged, and commissioned his followers. The disciples then, as well as us followers of the 21st century, this great commission, this same commission, holds true for us today. Christ followers of today have the very same charge. We share the very same great commission in 2023. The how-to, the how of evangelism. First, we want to make disciples by leading people to Christ. Secondly, we want to baptize these new believers. Thirdly, we're able to ensure them by teaching them to observe all things Christ commanded. Before Jesus ascended to heaven, he restated the Great Commission to take his good news to the end of the earth. All nations, all people, everywhere we go, as we go, everywhere we go, as we go, we are to be witnesses to Christ and make disciples for Christ. It's a proclamation, it's a declaration to testify and multiply after our own. This command is the basic tenet of our Christian faith. How about you? Where do you stand on this basic tenet? This basic tenet of our faith in these times that we live in today? The Lord commissioned us to be his witnesses to the lost and dying around us. This call to evangelism, that is to share the good news of Jesus Christ, is one of Jesus' most basic callings to every believer. A witness is one who gives verbal testimony to what he or she has personally experienced. I encourage you this morning to ask God to give you the courage to be an active and verbal witness to his saving grace in your lives. Christ's great commission to us is explicit. We are to make disciples by leading others to Jesus. We are to mark these new disciples through baptism. We are to mature them by teaching them to observe all that Christ commanded us. You know, the famous footwear company, Nike, literally coined one of the best slogans in the 20th century. Just do it. Do you just do it? Can you just do it? Will you? Will you just do it? Don't shout me down now. Yes, we're all called to make disciples. None of us are exempt. Before Jesus' ascension back to heaven, he stood on another mountain in Judea. There he reinforced the Great Commission by calling upon the small group of followers like you and I. They were the first Jesus followers. Jesus commissioned them to take the good news to the whole world, not simply a few locals. This basic tenet of our Christian faith is at the core, the core of the gospel, the core of the Great Commission. 
Yes, we are all called upon to be as witnesses. This calling and commission to evangelism, to the sharing of the gospel of Jesus Christ, this is one of the most basic callings of our, the New Testament church. The who of evangelism. And you, you will be my witnesses. This challenge to take the gospel to the world is one given to all of us. Just two verses earlier, the disciples tried to sidetrack the issue by asking, regard, asking a question regarding when he would return and restore the kingdom. But he did not say we were going to be his chart makers or date keepers or whatever. But he said, you shall be my witnesses, all of you. None of us are immune to this basic element of Christian living. That is to share the good news of Jesus, which is his gospel. The one of evangelism. You shall receive what? Power. Power. This is the great need for all believers today. We all need power to live the Christian life. Perhaps the greatest difference between the first century church and the 21st century church is in two words. Influence and power. Today we pride ourselves on influence. We seek to influence the decaying culture around us in various ways. In Acts 12, the early church did not have enough influence to keep their leader, Simon Peter, out of prison. They were virtually void of influence with civil and legal authorities. But the more, the more important news here is that they did have enough power to pray Peter right out of prison. In Acts 16, Paul and Silas, locked up in prison, chained, they had been stripped, striped, shackled. The midnight hour, they're praising God. They're praying. There's a mighty earthquake. The doors sprung open. The chains fell from the wall. The jailer, thinking the prisoners had escaped, he draws his sword to kill himself. Paul cries out, Don't harm yourself. We're still here. We're not going anywhere. The jailer, little light, rushed into the prison cell, falls at the feet of Paul, and says, what must I do to be saved? And the Apostle Paul said, Believe, trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. Amen. Go ahead, you can give the Lord a hand. It ain't me. Jesus used the word for power from which we get the word dynamite. We need his power to be his witnesses. The book of Acts is a story of a group of men and women, just like you and us, I, who went out from the little upper room to tell the story of a publicly executed Jew that was up against all bigotry and bias of Roman rule, of a Roman ruled world. What opposition are we up against today? In the face of opposition, they did so much with so little. Why? They had a dynamic nature about them. 
had received power from on high. Just a few verses earlier, Jesus ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. He said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. That day was Pentecost, when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, seen in the second book of Acts. The wind of evangelism. Always be ready in season and out of season. And I want to just briefly pause. You know, I was looking for this verse this morning, and I reached for the Bible that Pastor Walter gave to present it to me at my ordination. And humbled by that at all, but most of all, and that there it was, 2 Timothy 4, to preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort, complete patience at teaching and teaching. Thank you, Pastor. Your word over me is manifest, bearing fruit. Thank you. Always be ready, in season and out of season. There's no such thing as a Christian without power. When you receive Christ, have you received Christ? When you receive Christ, by God's grace, through faith in Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. He takes residency in you. Thus, you have power. In the fifth chapters of Galatians and Ephesians, we're exhorted to walk in the Spirit, be led by the Spirit. We are to be being filled with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the divine, dynamic, dynamite power of God living inside of us. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. He's the third person of the Holy Trinity. He's the wind of God. He's the breath of God. He's the helper. He's the comforter. Be ready always to preach the word. Convince, rebuke, exhort, all long suffering and teaching. Be ready always for divine engagements and opportunities to be his witnesses. He's the source of our power by God's grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. The Apostle Paul exhorted the Ephesians and Thessalonians. So do I urge you, church, this morning. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not quench the Spirit. After leaving the interior light of our car on all night, the battery had completely been drained and had no power to start the engine. It required a recharge, refill, replacement, or at least a jump start from another power source. Often many of us get dressed up and ready to go out witnessing, but never seem to get started. Why? Why? It's likely, and it may be safe to say, that we need power outside ourselves to energize us to be witnesses in and by His power by the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't block, don't smother the Holy Spirit as we see it in Ephesians 4.30 and 1 Thessalonians 5.19. The why of evangelism. The Lord placed upon my heart that the why is because of his love for the lost. 
The why is because of the love for the lost. His love, his heart put in us. The lost sheep, remember? The lost coin. The lost prodigal son. What do you sense the Lord saying this morning? It is the Holy Spirit that enables us to be his witnesses. This is the reason why we have power to evangelize, to glorify God, to be his witness of him. There should be no such thing as a Christian who is not a witness. If we are saved, we have Christ. If we have Christ, we have the Holy Spirit. If we have the Holy Spirit, we have power. If we have power, we will glorify God and be his witnesses. The Lord did not call us to be judges, sitting in condemnation of others around us. He did not call us to be prosecuting attorneys, pointing the fingers of accusation at others. He did not call us to be defense attorneys, seeking to find loopholes so others could get past the law. He did not call us to be the jury, weighing all sorts of evidence for or against someone else. He called us to simply tell others what we have seen and heard by our first-hand experience. We are not to be recruiters trying to get people to join our club. We're not to be salesmen trying to persuade others to buy our products. We are simply to be his witnesses. We should marvel that God entrusted his holy gospel with such common men and women, many of which were void of formal training because we are all commanded to just do it. Be one, make one. Be a disciple, make a disciple. Step up. Step out. The wear of evangelism. I'm going to have to cut this short. And I don't want to. But I want to be sensitive to our time. Where the wear of evangelism. It's quite a task at hand for us in the 21st century, wouldn't you say, church? Just think about those early believers for a moment. It seemed geographically impossible. It seemed physically impossible. It seemed legally impossible. It seemed socially impossible. But they just did it. I did a little research on that Nike slogan and that, that logo. They paid the lady $2 an hour and over $9 billion revenues. Back to basics. You might ask, what must I do? In this day and age, how can I get back to basics? How can that apply to me in 2023? In these times, back to basics, really? Really? Three closing quality core words this morning. Witness, courage, and boldness. We see in Acts 17, 6, it said, These who have returned the world, these who have turned the world upside down have come here. Please quiet your souls for a moment. Lift your heads to God now. I beg you to listen to the Lord from your heart this morning. Jesus is God. He came from heaven to earth. He lived a perfect life. He died on the cross. He rose from the grave to pay the penalty for our sin and to prepare a place for those who believe and trust in him. Do you accept God's saving grace through faith alone in Christ alone? Do you? People, please know that this eternal life is a gift of God. 
to know God and His Son that He sent. If you've never made this deep personal heart decision of faith, today God can change your destiny, your entire future, not only eternally, but here and now, for an exchange of new life, a more abundant life. struggling in your walk with the Lord, if you're challenged with life in general, if you're hurting or wounded or shackled to some bad habit or struggling with repeated sin, you can step out in faith, ask the Lord to shatter those shackles, break those bondages, spring open your prison doors. If you have a health issue, you just need prayer to come forward. Please stand with me. time decision, you've heard the gospel message before, or you want to recommit your life to Jesus, if you're struggling with something, if you're broken, hurting, in the final chapter of the book of Revelation, it says, the spirit of the bride say come, let him who hears say come, and let him who is thirsty come, let the one who desires take water life freely. Jesus is the living water. Jesus gives living water. Let us close and I want to open the altar up. I'll be up front and there'll be other counselors that will pray with you. I brought my anointing oil. If you need anointing for illness or whatever it may be, I'd be honored and delighted to pray with you and for you this morning. Whatever your decision may be, God, this message makes perfect sense to us this morning. We would like to receive the gift of eternal life and recommit our lives to you this morning. With our heads up and our eyes open, if this is the decision of our hearts right now, we raise our hands high and say, Amen. Lord, we have the power to be your witnesses. Please give us compassion, grace, and courage, and boldness. Spirit to be your witnesses for your glory in Jesus' name.